five, four, three, two. Extreme close up! Hey everybody, this is Steven. And this is Matt. And welcome to the Radcast. Today is, uh, it, it is, it is our longest episode. Yep. Um, we for good a, reason. For though. good reason. Today we're talking about a, a gem, an absolute gem of not just 90s television, but of just pop culture, at least for our lives, that formed and shaped mm-hmm. us in ways that, you know, we, we maybe didn't know that it did. Yeah, a very underrated uh, Nickelodeon show from the early 90s called The Adventures of Pete and Pete. That's right, and we are joined in that discussion by our sister, Samantha Kennedy. Uh, we had a very spirited discussion about our favorite episodes, moments, characters, mm-hmm. and even dissected how how the show is set up and maybe opened our eyes to some things we might not have thought about when we were kids and we recollect back on when uh, when we're adults. Uh, so it was it was a really, really good discussion. Again, it is our this is a short intro because this was this is our longest um, episode. Yeah, and I like how you said it's spirited because mm-hmm. it, it is it is uh, pretty zany at times. Oh, so yeah. hopefully it's an enjoyable listen, even if you didn't watch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we go into the break and before we get into the episode, make sure to go follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just the Radcast at the Radcast on Instagram. Go follow us on Twitter. It's at T Radcast. So T for the so T Radcast and go like us on Facebook. We're just the Radcast and make sure that uh, when you go listen to us, go follow us on Spotify. Go download us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbay, wherever you mm-hmm. get your your podcasts. Yeah. And make sure to give us a five star rating and write us a review because it helps push us towards the front. Uh, of a suggested podcast. Yep, and that would be very nice. Again, thank you for listening. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to be diving into the adventures of Pete and Pete with Samantha Kennedy. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Radcast. We now return. Me just taking a bath. To the Radcast. The water here is so excellent. Because there's just so much in the episodes. I'm I'm watching it and I'm just like, we, we I don't want to do anything until I don't want to I don't want to shoot my wad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's the best illustration. I. It's funny. That's one of those <laughs> universal things where. So I just don't want to shoot my wad. It's like I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Every if, if you're a pervert, then I mean it's cr- it's crass, but I mean it it hits the nail on the head. Well, what is it? Oh no! Is it? Oh dear. See, I should think before I I should think about what things mean, and I don't. I oh, don't did you what did, they... did you not connect like what that well, was? Well, I did just now. <laughs> Welcome no. to the club. <laughs> you're, ne- you're never too you should, old to you learn You should be things. recording this. Yeah, it's, oh, recording. it's recording. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, going to know what kind of... Your pastor's going to hear this. Everyone's pastor's going to hear this. She is a pastor. I oh, yeah, that's I true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I well, my pastor my, just I said it. I am my so. pastor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think I'm officially one, but the people like to assume it and ask me. Um, I had my first... I was getting my hair cut. And this, I was talking to the hairdresser, and she's, you know, I mentioned, like, I didn't even say I was a pastor. I said, I, I'm, uh, I'm the 
family ministry director. I'm good with God. I'm good with God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the family ministry director. And she goes, oh, so you're a pastor. Let me tell you this story about this thing that happened to me. And you can tell me what, you know, you can Great. give me advice on what to do you with can diagnose this me. thing in my life. And I'm just like, uh. uh wait a second. It's a little above my pay grade. You might want to like take <laughs> it up with Christ. I would, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just cut my hair. <laughs> yes. Please, just butcher my hair. Jesus cut. Christ, no, lady. Yeah, and exactly. that's who you should ask. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Jesus me. Christ, comma, lady. I'm both ex- <laughs> uh, both exasperated and trying to save your soul. Right. Um, what what so, were the 90s jams yeah. that were on the radio? Oh, my gosh. So, you know my boys, Hanson? Of course. So, mm, Classic. Bop, yeah. Yes. Which is... Listen, don't even get me started. Oh, okay. On <laughs> why <laughs> Hanson is actually the business. They're great. Oh, oh they're my amazing. God, they're amazing. They are far beyond the one-hit wonder tag no, that people exactly. give them. I had like uh, I don't have CDs anymore because I may have I don't know if I threw them away or gave them to you guys. <laughs> but I had like four different Hanson albums because Hanson's amazing. They are amazing. And then like Umbop is actually really deep, so people need to mm-hmm. like not lay the smack down on it. Yeah. So yeah. that one, and then um. Oh, I don't remember the name of the band, but it's like, if you could only Oh, Tonic. See. Tonic. That's oh, I love that I'm sitting song. here going, I know the name of this band. I know this. Oh, I love that like, song. I've had that experience a lot today where mm-hmm. I'm just like, they also oh, I used to know this really well, and I just don't they remember They also did anymore. that song that, you want it more, more than, than I, I can give. Yeah, exactly. More than, than I, I could handle. Yeah. Oh, life that I could live. With one headlight. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, try a little. Okay, that's wallflowers. That's 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 not tonic. Speaking of the wallflowers, (laughs) uh, I I got a promotion at my work. Uh, No, did you actually? Because I saw that text and I was like, I think he's full of shit. Well, 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 or uh, urine, actually, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that is actually our first use of the word shit on this podcast. Oh, suck. No, no, no. no, That's okay. I I got a lot more in the barrel. Okay, this is our ribbon cutting ceremony. All right, honestly, okay, we're going to, we're 16 episodes. So Shit's on the table. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So we're 16 episodes in, and I think it's time to start saying shit and fuck. <laughs> I think, I think it's time too. we had the talk. I mean, <laughs> we don't a, have to overuse it, but it okay, may happen. Artie yeah, and I already had that talk. <laughs> yeah. uh, Are you? Who in you? Artie and I. It's a, that's all right, Dad. Artie and I already had that talk. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> including Pete and Peter. I was like, uh, wait a second. Have you gone crazy? But, <laughs> no, it's no. Me and um, Artie is the neighbor. But no, I didn't. Uh, one of the items that we sell, it's a urine remover. Yeah. And God. I was like, oh, I took a picture and I sent. I first sent it to some friends of ours, and I sent it. I sent it to mom without putting the picture next because I wanted to see if she'd bite. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, oh, I'm not surprised. And then I sent the picture. I was like, here's. I got a picture of the job title and I sent it to her <laughs> and she's like this is after I this is after I sent your dad a text bragging about you she's like I'm so embarrassed and I just sent the gif of Steve Brule just shrugging <laughs> you should have sent that picture to dad and been like here's the promotion mom was talking about yeah um, yeah okay but it's uh- it's, it's it's so it's so tough Good job the, man it's so tough at this job is because that your dad impression no it's I'm, not I'm, good i'm not even diving in on that no one. let's this not this is my impression of yep that's our dad impression oh it's just spot on oh, oh yeah i also <laughs> have an impression of uh Dad singing Hot, Hot, Hot by Puster Poindexter, except it's the same song. It's just feeling hot, hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, 
this but, is some inside jokes that nobody's going to understand. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, brought, I brought up my job because it's just, it's so tough. We sell cleaning supplies and it all smells so good. It's so tough not to drink any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny to walk so appetizing. Are you sure you haven't already drank some? Well, I don't, my head hurts. So <laughs> it'd be funny to walk by a cooler and someone just has a straw and a big, just pail of bleach. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, again, I like want to circle back around to have you already drank it because I this think sounds insane. The fumes is enough. <laughs> I think that's a very surreal in a way that would be very reminiscent of our subject Pete today. Pete. Yes, of Pete, Pete and Pete. Pete. And uh, thank you for it's rejoining perfect. us. Welcome back to the Radcast. I hope you didn't miss us too much in that 10 to 15 seconds we were gone. Uh, <laughs> like we said at the beginning here, we have a very special guest with us. Um, it is our first family member with us. And uh, I think it's fitting that in this creative outlet, it's the person who pushed us to pursue creative things yeah. um, when we were younger. It is our... Uh, she sounds awesome. It's our kid sister, Samantha. <laughs> Your kid sister. <laughs> how Wait, does that work? Hold on. I never knew how that worked. She's my kid sister. It's like, <laughs> well, oh, does that mean... Was that like the 20s term for younger? Well, you... Right. Well, yeah. Oh. Essentially. Well, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Right. I, I was right. being a smart ass, well, I, well, but I was actually historically kidding. accurate. Which you were telling us before we started, you actually have kids. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's, Are you talking to that's me? Wild. Yep. What? <laughs> hey, that's a yep. that's a good what joke. What is this insanity? <laughs> no, it's really not. It's it's, <laughs> a, um, it's a nice little joke. <laughs> I'm the only one that will tell them the truth. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's because I'm your older sister. Yeah, exactly. It's like mom's running around. She's like, "You guys are handsome." It's like you're only saying that because you're my mom. She's oh like, no. I'm not. I'd say it if I weren't. It's like no, you're saying it because you're my mom. Right. But ladies, listen, they are actually quite handsome. Like, I wish this was a video podcast. It's not a video podcast. <laughs> I got sunglasses on my forehead right and one now. And one of them just got a promotion to urine remover. <laughs> exactly. So. so I'm making moderately more money, and I'll smell a little more like urine. So, <laughs> so oh, urine uh, luck. Yes. <laughs> Girls ridiculous. love the smell of urine. That's oh, what my God. Like. That's As like a cats. mother of three small children, two of which pee on the floor on a regular basis, I can say unequivocally that is not true. There's pheromones in my urine. <laughs> I sterilize my urine like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Oh my we god! We could both drink it if you like. Oh, so, so what's this episode no about? Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, let's speaking circling back around. Okay, yeah. So Samantha is here with us to talk about a uh, a. I Samantha Kennedy. Samantha I don't Kennedy. Think you fully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, yeah, Samantha yeah. Kennedy. Sorry, she. You know, she's in Samantha. case you all enjoy <laughs> me and want to like. Yeah, exactly. Put me on your podcast, yeah, I guess. We've, uh, <laughs> Make sure to call her Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On, uh, I'll on, really love it. Hey, yeah. Sam. <laughs> Especially if you don't know her. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, it, it's it's cool, though, because on um, mm-hmm. the last year and a half we've been doing podcasting, we've mentioned Samantha before, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's cool that we're finally, we have you on now. You can finally and, put yes. a voice to the voice yep <laughs> and then uh in talking about something that uh, i know we've all we all grew up with but i still feel like is a hidden gem in mm, pop culture mm-hmm. spe- and especially something that was so like 
to me like groundbreaking was, for yeah. a lot of what humor is now like oh, yeah. a, a just not yeah. just a hidden like a hidden gem in the 90s but also like i said pop culture well, but i think that defined yeah. a lot of the 90s well, I was ta- I, yeah i was talking to our buddy jeremy uh who's been on the podcast before and jeremy I, he, weed jeremy weed now come now and he lives in colorado no. you guys, did you guys make that joke no uh yes yeah. Or no, we we said we're we're at the weed we're at the weed. Uh, well, we're we're at when, when we had Jeremy on. I think I don't think we made a joke when Jeremy no, was on. When we had uh, Jess, when, when we that was on. just in my head. Right. Yeah. yeah. When, when we had Jess on, made, we said Jess on, yeah. we're here. We're here at the uh, Casa de Weed, which isn't a marijuana dispensary, dispensary in yes. Colorado. Yeah. They live in Baldwin, which yeah. is basically the what? same thing, right? I. I want nothing to do with them. <laughs> Baldwin? Whoa, whoa. Come on, they listen. <laughs> They're nice folks. Yeah, but they live in Baldwin, and there's something to be said about the choices that Don't you make. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> that doesn't really apply. It really uh, doesn't. Um, but I was talking to Jeremy because he knew about Pete and Pete, but he didn't have like Nickelodeon growing oh, up. Yeah. Right. But, people that didn't have cable. Right, exactly. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them with a burning, hate fiery passion. I hate uh, them all. But I was telling him about it. And I was like, I was like joking around as I was leaving his desk. I was like, yep, it formed my sense of humor. But then I thought yes. about it and I was like, it really did. Yeah, It did. <laughs> the surrealist. So there was this, I noticed as you guys got older and some of the stuff on Nickelodeon, like I was, you know, I would lament like, oh, TV used to be so much better, like Pete and Pete or whatever. But then now as I'm watching, um, <laughs> stuff like that my kids don't want to watch but i yeah. really like like gravity falls yeah and so, like sanjay and craig which was mm-hmm. produced by will uh the will Ma- mcrob Ma- yeah. uh, the mcrob and viscardi yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. so they're producers on that but like if you look now um with the popularity of things like adventure time mm-hmm. some of the bigger like disney and nickelodeon are getting on this surrealist humor mm-hmm. bandwagon oh, yeah. yeah and so things are like definitely hearkening back to um, things like early, the early days of all that, and yeah. um, and and Pete and Pete, which definitely falls in line with this sort of, um, it's it's surrealist humor, yeah. it's surreal, it's like exactly. and, and definitely a very absurdist yes, um, yes. type of humor, well, which right. yeah. which we'll get into in just a second here. But for those of you who have never heard of Did Pete, somebody and Pete, just toot. No, he no, moved I, his beard. I was moving oh. the thing. Yeah, you'd hear <laughs> it if I toot it. Toots are really big in our house <laughs> right now. And there's this episode of, speaking of Sanjay and Craig, so there's this episode of Sanjay and Craig. There's a lot about farts, but one called Fart Baby, where Sanjay gets, he holds a fart in, and um, he holds it in so long he can't get it out, and it like he starts to look like he's pregnant. And it's really funny, like, so Sanjay is this little Indian-American boy, and then Craig is his talking mm-hmm. pet snake. Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I know what it is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so I don't yeah, need yeah. to explain what it no, is. No, no, you're fine. Have, I mean, you, but seen, it's, it's have you seen Fart Baby, though? No. The Fart no. Baby episode? I mean, I, I know what Sanjay and Craig is, but I never watched it. <laughs> so the children, all, th- all three of them, especially Ophelia, twi- at least twice a day. Wanna watch Fart Baby? Wanna watch Fart? <laughs> so like everything is farts. Yeah, everything is. Of course. I mean, but I grew up with four brothers. Yeah, so, like yeah. it just it doesn't even. It never gets old. Like 
when Brian and I were first married, I made, I used to make up these little songs, and one of them was like, toot, toot, out the poop, shoot. Doot, doot, my boop, boop. Yeah, but exactly. Like, but that's stuff that you would hear in these cartoons <laughs> yeah. now, yeah. which started back with Pete and Pete. so yeah. weird. Well, and it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, would we have had that sense of humor anyway, and that's what drew us to things like mm. Pete and Pete? I, th- I, think, I, think okay. it, I feel like there's a little bit of that I in there. I feel like there were, we have an innate goofy but it when when you find something that taps into that mm-hmm. you can either you can either attribute how it forms you to yeah. it or you mm-hmm. can just think okay I've had this in me but I found something that kind of awakens helps it. Yeah. helps to like form it into yeah, something yeah. instead of squash it yeah and right. then you mix in sort of the earnest sentimentality oh yeah of yeah. Pete and Pete it's just like this weird mix yes. of of surrealist, absurdist humor mixed with earnest sentimentality, and mm-hmm. it's just sort of like magic. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, kind of like know? it's kind of like when Little Pete hated music, but he needed that yes. one song to arise that love of that's, music. That's in my top. Like I said earlier, like I either need to pick a top two or a top fifteen. Exactly. Like, Hard Days Pete is but definitely Hard Days up Pete there. is in my top. My top yeah. two. Uh, but uh, uh, Pete. And sorry, Pete, excuse me. No, no, you're okay. fine. Like, just I just I want to get. This knocked out real quick, so we Sorry. can just. Get no, 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 no. This isn't me like chastising. Like you guys no, need to I stop. Know. I know. Why must you keep talking? Um, but, Passenger no. Pete, please but, go to the back of the bus. But I think I think it's good. I want to. Um, uh, yellow so fever. To, <laughs> Love it. So good. Uh, but Pete and Pete. Sally Connor. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sally, dump me again. Again. <laughs> or no, what did he say? It's like, over nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, over nothing. <laughs> I wanna, I'll want i slip this one in before I get into what it's about. It's like, Della, Della, I can't go when people are thinking about me. Nobody think about Della. You, you're thinking about Della, aren't you? You, you disgust, disgust me. me. And it's some random kid. You're thinking about Della, aren't you? How does bus driver Stu still have his job? Like, he, at least twice during the show, just, like, takes a bus full of kids off-road for, like, I mean, just, like, a whole damn day. He gets gets in the day of the dot. He's like, where am I going? He's like, I'm lost. Right, he nearly drives them off a GD cliff in Yellow Fever. Yeah. And then a day that, so he's got Big Pete trapped on the bus in oh Yellow Fever, God. and then he's got Little Pete trapped on the bus in Day of the Dog. Yeah, I, right. Um, and, and yet he's responsible for training Pete in career day yeah, in exactly. season three. God. What is that? Oh, <laughs> it's great. I love bus driver uh, Stu. He's, he's my favorite character. Oh, yeah. He's I up mean, there. I know, uh, like, Artie, Artie is the go-to. Yeah. But, like, Teddy, just for all around... Mm-hmm stuff like mm-hmm. i just i don't know i think maybe there's it's this part of me that connects with bus drivers sure. too and as you get older there's this there's this weird sense of um connecting with his neurotic tendencies his, yeah like i would definitely say the neurotic tendencies of him, of just like <laughs> he's just trying so effing hard <laughs> And nothing, just nothing will let him succeed. He, Except he does make that perfect shot in Range Boy, oh, yeah. which yeah. is amazing. Uh, so Whoa. the show, so <laughs> before we go any further, dropping characters yeah. and t- uh, like, yeah. so real quick, uh, a little, a quick little synopsis of what Pete and Pete is. So Nicola, if 
for those Listen, of you who are listeners. Listen, if you don't know what Pete and Pete is, you can just go to hell. I mean, <laughs> no, you can just go to hell. That's um, coming from a pseudo pastor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're just, I'm just going to stamp your one way um, ticket. And, and I'm just kidding. Like, you should not go to hell. I'm yeah. really sorry. And also, um, Jerry and Jesse, just kidding. You're yes, good people. I don't good know people. anything about you, Weed family. I'm sure you're delightful. They're, they're a beautiful family. Okay. Um, but uh, Pete and Pete, if you grew up, I feel bad for millennials quote-unquote who don't understand what it was like to watch primetime nickelodeon in the 90s pete and pete kind of spearheaded this and what's what's great is like even before it really ramped up with like the primetime cart because you had rugrats and hey arnold in the 90s but before it really ramped up are you afraid of the dark are you afraid of the dark listen on drunk history Mm -hmm. on hulu drunk history's most recent um, season, they totally do an Are You Afraid of the Dark opening. Oh yes, submitted like, for approval so, by the Midnight Society. Yeah. No, it's like word for I oh, mean, it's great. it's amazing. It made me so happy. That is so <laughs> just, great. But the uh, the Snick, if you listen to our oh, Nickelodeon yes. episode Snick. of uh, yep. Proper Gentlemen, we talk about Snick and how mm. um, the other gents were familiar with it, but Matt and I Again, along with Samantha, we right. have another older sister and an yeah. older brother who right. we've talked about before. So even though we were like seven, eight, nine years old, yeah. we grew up with Snick. You had preteen siblings. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And we, when sure. Samantha, who pretty much raised us along with our mom, like she babysat oh, us gosh. a lot too. So yeah. we were watching Shucks. Nickelodeon and MTV and all that stuff. So... Pete and Pete. I to, did not let you watch him. To, oh, Daria. Okay. Yeah. Daria. And then, yeah. Well, then we're, <laughs> not Beavis a butthead. Can but we, we do watched, a Daria? Yeah. I'll come yes. back for a Daria. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, we yeah. don't have to. Sorry. No, no, no we will. It, no, it's, it's fine. Um, it's I know that you don't schedule. want your sister well, who helped raise you have a request. You're here Please. now, aren't you? Oh, thanks for throwing me a bone. No, no problem. Jackasses. Thanks, thanks for getting food poisoning when we wanted to have you on originally. Oh, shut your face. Okay. All right. Okay. Enough. Uh, Maybe you should come to church every Sunday. I don't know. We are men about led worship. We are we are men about town who can't be bothered with the house of God. Well, <laughs> no, that's I'm just kidding. a shame. Because I'm kidding. Hey, hey, it's I'm a joke. Just joking. No, I know, I'm I know. joking. I know. I know. Hey, it's a comedy podcast. Uh, and this is what it's like to come to our family holidays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people so if you like throwing this. things, throwing yeah. things that are vaguely. Like mm-hmm. can be vaguely taken seriously and then yes. quickly followed up with it's a joke. It's a <laughs> yes. joke. It can kind of get obnoxious, but whatever. <laughs> but oh really? And, you so, feel like anyway, that? Pete and Pete. If you're not familiar with Pete and Pete, so we just laid on 20 minutes of stuff you're probably not familiar with, yeah. but you will become familiar with it. Oh so it's a series created, minutes. like yeah. Samantha had mentioned, with Sanjay and Craig, um, by Will McCrobb and Chris mm-hmm. Viscardi. Mm-hmm. So it pretty much what it is is it follows the exploits of the Wrigley brothers, mm-hmm. both named Pete. Mm-hmm. And the surreal world they inhabit alongside a couple cutie a couple, gingers. Yes, gingers. Uh, what are you looking at, carrot head? Yeah. So, <laughs> it, and it, it follows them in the surreal world they inhabit alongside a colorful cast of characters. So yeah. I'd say that's a pretty much a uh, a very surface level way. For, to yeah. If you were it. trying to sell it, yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. For all you Wes Anderson fans out there, it's like if Wes Anderson created. A, t- a kids TV show in the yeah. early 90s. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. It has a very indie feel to it. I think, I think because there's so many indie musicians. Oh that are my on gosh! The show. Yeah, like Sid Straw plays the um, the math teacher. Mm-hmm. See yeah. how I threw that around as if I knew who Sid Straw was. Right. You guys know Sid of. Straw. Straw stirs a drink, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but apparently she's. 
an amazing yeah, musician. Yeah, uh, Meter Man Mel. Meter Man, yeah. Wrote the song Till I Hear It From You by the Gem Blossoms. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. And then Iggy Pop. Iggy, Iggy Pop, Pop plays known as Jan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey. yeah. What's uh, your face from the B-52s? We were just, yeah, watching, we were just uh, watching them. So what, I did, what we did uh, yeah, on our summer vacation. Those, yeah, those specials, Tasty. those, oh, man. And then uh, just it, to me. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is Ellen's dad. LL Cool J plays oh, one of the yeah. teachers. Janine oh, Garofalo. Yeah. Janine, Ad, oh, yeah. Adam West. B.B. We Newworth. Yeah, B.B. Oh, Newworth. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Adam, Adam West. Adam West plays uh, the. Uh, the principal in season principal, three. Principal. What's his face? I just wrote it down. Principal. Damn it. I just I don't know, I just, he ruined oh, he Kent ruined Schwinger. Yes, he yeah. ruined Cream Corn. So that episode Yeah, he did. Well, I mean he didn't, but that the right. episode where <clears throat> with Johnny Earwax mm-hmm. Oh god and the oh. and the cream corn comes out the ear. Oh, god. Like I never I had a ch- I mean that. like cream corn never had a chance with me. Like right. I'd never had it before, but I knew that I was never gonna have it after oh, that. My. I forgot about that. Oh we just, you're welcome. We just started revisiting season three because <laughs> Those assholes at Paramount the haven't assholes. haven't put it out, and it's been Just what like sitting on a freaking shelf for like yeah, a decade, like literally and a half. twelve are, years or so. There are yeah. pallets and pallets of the season three DVD. So a little backstory: seasons one and two of Pete and Pete got released on DVD in like mm-hmm. two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, yep. twenty freaking years ago. With with two thousand six being the release, di- you know, the release year for season three, yeah. which has classics like Trouble with Teddy, Trouble with oh Teddy my God. on there, Excellent. and yeah, oh, dance so many fever. What, dance you fever. guys didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, with <laughs> Teddy Forsman. Yeah, yeah. because the water here is excellent. Uh, dance Fever was Luscious Jackson oh playing at gosh, the middle yeah. school dance. Luscious Jack, uh, yeah. But, uh, but it just sucks because there was uh, Paramount bought out like the rights or something. They, they took they took it off the release schedule. And, so ridiculous. Like, what's and, the freaking point? And just like, put it out. Like, I you know. don't have to deal. If Even if you don't like Pete and Pete, Paramount, just you don't have to deal with it anymore. If you put it out, then well, you can just wash your and hands I've clean heard, of it. I've heard that the excuse has to do with the music. But it's like, yeah. well, listen, you put Daria out and just replaced mm-hmm. it with shitty, like, no word, you know, yeah. stock music or whatever. I so I don't just do it. What sucks is the Luscious Jackson soundtrack on right. Dance Fever alone. Oh, yeah. I was listening to today mm-hmm. and I was like, I would. This just makes me happy. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want you to take that well, out. Let, let's get real. How much would Luscious Jackson really cost them? Like, yeah. not that much. It matters Big, to me. Most, <laughs> But I'm saying the, if yeah. to most people listening oh, yeah, right now, yeah, like, yeah. they don't know who the hell Luscious Jackson yeah. was. Well, I'm sure like, Polaris is, like, sleeping in Pol- a car somewhere. Here's the so. thing. No, they're not. But no, Polaris not. wasn't yeah. a real band. Oh, like, yeah. So it was, they, it was like a project from an... Oh, shoot. I forgot the name the, of the, uh, the... The composer the, of Pete and Pete, I think, put them together to do music. Well, for, Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi... Vis, Viscardi, I'm going to say is he doesn't know. He's not going to yeah. hear this. Um, <laughs> he might. <laughs> he might, but I doubt it. Um, no, they liked the music of... I looked it up before I came in and I don't remember this band and so they pulled like two or three members from that band okay basically they called themselves they it's a project and they named it Polaris yeah and like they did the one album that was like the 12 songs from the show yeah which I used to own oh yeah, <clears throat> well, I have, have, yeah do you have it in your car uh, I knew yeah. I gave you guys well, all think, my CDs. that was a Christmas well, present you, you bought us a copy oh did I buy you a copy yeah. of that yeah. okay so this because the song from Hard Day's Pete that's the other th- I'm gonna be all over the place if you don't yeah. stop me no, no this it's is like this so the song from Hard Day's Pete the Summer Baby mm-hmm. is the song 
but you guys have the soundtrack, so you yeah. know that the words they sing in the show are not the word, the real right. words, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. They are not child-friendly words. No. Well, and for the Polaris, so for some background, Polaris is the, if you watch Pete and Pete, yeah. Because I know people are going to listen to this who have watched Pete. Well, and Pete. yeah, I hope, they I hope did that. all hope the so. music for Pete yeah. and Pete. So, so whenever you hear like "Waiting for October" yeah. or um, "She's um, Staggering," are you crazy? She's sta- or she's yeah. staggering. or "Everywhere," yeah, everywhere. yeah. Or like the theme song, any any music, the the yeah. opening theme song, yeah. or any music yeah. you hear in Pete and Pete was done by Polaris. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so we were again we're throwing all these elements at, and we are we're gonna kind of which this we're all. Th- all of us in our family are super scatterbrained when it comes to things. Yes. Um, so it's the desire to be thorough. Yeah. So it's it, like, it oh, exactly. I just thought of this. But I think oh, I it thought, might yeah. be a little bit of ADHD. No, oh, it's yeah. definitely well. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, like, so yeah. We had mentioned what really sells it, at least for me as an adult, and I think what really <laughs> made it um, so just. I think was kind of its Achilles heel, but also made it so popular was like we mentioned earlier was the absurdist humor, the surrealism. It's so, it's so, if you were to look at it and not know anything about the show and there's almost no context to a lot of things. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's just so you're, you just say, well, this is just strange. Yeah. And it was developed and aired in a time in which like, it's kind of like we alluded to earlier. If, if, you could you, get away with that oh, yeah, in the if, 90s on definitely. kids' television. And if you yeah. say something comedic nowadays, since surrealism and absurdity is sort of the norm for mm-hmm. a lot of shows, if you say something that's totally out of left field, the the response of what can be met with laughter and we you, you're yeah. in on the joke. Right. Whereas back then, yeah. no one was aiming for the huh, what response, like no. in which like we, you want the audience to understand. And if you write a joke that you're – your desired reaction is for people to scratch their head and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. No one was doing that. Cause if someone was like, huh, that yeah. means they didn't get the joke and immediately it's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was for me, that was a risk back then. Yeah. Just to have, just to, you know, throw things out there without any context, like mm-hmm. gravy right. boat, elementary backstroke. Why don't you ask the squeegee salesman? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious now without any context. But back then, you're like, what are you talking like about? A, like yeah. on a popular level. Like we yeah. f- we did, we got it then. It's just a more popular type of humor sure. now. Um, and I think that the way, one of the ways that they got away with that was um, there was this element of like that heartfelt full house yeah. sort of um, like I said, I don't like to keep using the same word, but I'm having trouble thinking of a different one. Sentimentality. Yeah, it was very sentimental. So, yeah. um, you know, they still, they learned shit, you know? Yeah. They learned stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, Day of the Dot, I feel like is the, I mean, and I will fight anybody who argues with me, but Day of the Dot is the single best um, Pete and Pete episode mm-hmm. ever. Like, all of the elements are just... In fact, I feel like it was maybe the intended... So, like, on the DVD is Road Warrior. Or not Ro- Road Warrior. Uh, King, uh, of King of the Road. Um, but in it, he... And, like, and it's weird because very few of the episodes have any connection to one another. Right, like, right. they almost, like, live in their own little universe. So there's not a ton of continuity. Um, but Pete does mention like a complicated relationship with Ellen mm-hmm. that alludes to that this comes after the events of Day of the Dot, but Day of the Dot on the DVD is like second or third. Right. Yeah. 
So Day of the Dot to me is the tightest, like all of the elements, like there's just not a wasted minute. Mm -hmm. Everybody's at their, like every character is at their peak and like everything that made the show great, everything the show is about was all in that episode mixed in like this perfect like balance and harmony and like none of it was, I just felt like the best comedic moments, all the real best comedic moments are in that. So like the the band director. I mean the band director he's like, you will dot the eye. Everything's so melodramatic. And then at the end when Stu's like Sally Knorp, you are Are my my world. world. (laughs) It's just so it's just it's so exaggerated. Yeah, perfect. But it's they 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 did just this amazing job of because it's so funny because so many stories out there like they tell big stories. Yeah, you know. And so what Pete and Pete did is showed just like how it feels to us. All these little mundane things in our lives mm-hmm. do feel yeah. like yeah. to us, they do feel that big and not yeah. just as teenagers, not just as like kids either as adults. Like it does feel like, you know, to like break up or lose somebody or yeah. whatever. Like that's how it feels yeah. everywhere you go. is like, there's where Sally dropped her ice cream cone. Yeah. And yeah. there's where we bought our barbecue pit. Yeah. And like every, you know, exactly. Everything just feels so, epic to us mm-hmm. when we're in it like regardless of age and it's just just this beautiful job of like showing that without making fun of it i yeah. feel like yeah. like making you laugh but you're not laughing at it you're right. laughing it, like with it and it yeah. resonates and, and yeah and, and there are and i feel like that was a a like pillar episode in, yes. in the in the world of Pete and Pete, yeah. like like you said, it's it's very harmonious. Yeah. It, it brings every element of what makes Pete yeah. and Pete great together in yes. this very tight way. To almost, if you had like a naysayer, or not mm-hmm. even a naysayer, but someone who doesn't, who's never watched not the show, anything about it, and that's like, the episode you show you, them. Yeah, exactly. If you had sure. one episode to show them, show them that, that one. one. If only to see Artie dance the love roller oh coaster. My God. <laughs> The voodoo crispy and the Christy. diesel jerk. <laughs> <To> the diesel <laughs> jerk. <laughs> well, one of my favorite moments, and what makes Pete and Pete great to me is the small moments. Oh my like gosh, the background so moments, many. like in Yellow Fever when Stu's fighting the scarecrow. Oh yeah. my god, it's or, like you almost don't notice it. It's yeah. the best thing. Oh, yeah, or in, your straw, in, or in uh, <laughs> in Nightcrawlers where Pete, oh my Pete and the group of friends are trying to stay up for the yes. world record amount of time. Yeah, oh, and uh, the so first good. one perfect falls yes. asleep yes. And, and the names of the kids are like it's too. crazy and, 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 the ki- and the kid uh, and the kids are all around him like pointing and laughing and like Ar- and Artie's terrible. like Artie's like laughing along with them and Ben's down and he's stealing he's the radio off of the radio. Per- he's like we like we need this and then that, that's where he said then that shows up later the Krebs star 2000 yeah. that, that's another thing is getting around these uh, oh my gosh get, with that without Krebs having yeah, the they, like, they created their own brand of things it's amazing it's Krebs Everything. Spillers well, even in the third season, there's like a little um, 
Oh, because like I said, I skimmed through the third season when you sent me that YouTube link yeah. that'll probably be missing tomorrow. Um, Yo, yeah. But there's the the episode. I was like, oh, I forgot about a lot of these episodes. Well, because when I was, when it was first on, like I wasn't very interested. I wasn't as interested in the third season because it focused a lot more on younger Pete's. Yeah. And at the time, I was... I don't know, 13 or 14 or maybe a little bit younger, but I was definitely what I wanted to see was like the high school stuff and yeah. the, is there going to be a romance between Pete and Ellen? Right. And like, but now rewatching it, it's like, well, that stuff's not as interesting to me. And I'm really interested in what's happening with little Pete, but yeah. there's the one um, with spring fever mm-hmm. and yes. Pete and Nona are trying to like keep from catching spring fever and Pete has made all these once he catches it Nona goes to like the secret vault with um Clark the turtle which yeah. is yeah. a throwback that is a th- that's to a range, boy. range boy Artie. season yeah Clark, it's me, Marty. <laughs> yes, the strongest man, man in the world. world. <laughs> Remember us with Ernest, Ernest Hemingway and the t- shiny tugboat? <laughs> like, just uh, me, Hemingway. The shiny tugboat. <laughs> the shiny. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it's stuff like that. That's just amazing. Like, those references. But she, like, takes Clark and, like, opens a secret vault. And there's these videos that are Pete recorded to, like, help her navigate if he catches spring fever and like falls in love or whatever yeah. and um at the beginning of the videos is it's like a crab whatever crab star yeah. yeah um commercial and it was this is amazing like, yeah <laughs> and then there's also there's fig newlies Gibbly's world records i still call like fig newtons i call fig them newlies. fig newlies yeah. oh, of course <laughs> we, we were watching x equals y yesterday yes i watched and, that today and, which has the greatest has one of the greatest like one off pigs in a barn pigs in a barn pigs in a barn x is a number of pigs in a barn pigs in a barn teddy teddy Borsman. teddy does it that's why so we'll get we'll get to a point i'm sure where we're talking about our favorite characters but yeah 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 teddy Forsman and Stu benedict are my two favorite characters because they're every time they're in an episode, it's something funny. It's mm-hmm. exactly yeah. like they're always, they're not, you know, and the, probably that's the great thing about not getting a lot of lines is like you can nail it every oh, time. Exactly. And they just, I um, had forgotten about the one where Pete gets his license. Yeah. And Endless Mike yeah. is partnered with Teddy. And Teddy just drives him (laughs) effing insane. And it is so... He's like, what? You didn't know? I mean, oh, you didn't know that? it's amazing. He's just completely, he's like Teflon. Like, Teddy is like Teflon and nothing phases him. Yeah. And he just does not... I mean, these... These days, he'd probably be tested for the autism sure. spectrum. Oh, right. Yeah. He's just like, he can't read any yeah. situations. Yeah. And he just, everything is excellent. Excellent. You know, and every, of course, everybody wants to know the information that he has. Like, <laughs> But in X, in X equals Y, when, like, towards the end of the episode, Miss mm. Fingerwood is working at the uh, movie theater as the ticket clicker yes. or whatever. And they go and the guy who runs the movie theater comes out and it's like, oh no, she left. She left a math problem on some crab duds. <laughs> crab duds. <laughs> it's just, a math it's, problem. it's so funny to me because that's not even like clever per se, no, but I just like just... how it's just, it, 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 
it touches the part of me yeah. that sometimes the most ridiculous things yes. are like yeah. the laziest mm-hmm. thing. Just adding, making up a word and just putting duds. I don't know. Yeah. Not, we can't do milk duds. Crab duds. Well, right. Strings. Yeah. But, but it's, and it's not even really lazy though. It's like there's an attention to detail. Yeah, that's yeah. just yeah. really. There, yeah, there is some cleverness so. to it. I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to you have to be smart in order to be dumb. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of writing and comedically. No, that's true. Yeah. And it's the same with acting as like acting and singing both. Like you can't effectively pretend to be awful right. unless you are good mm-hmm. you exactly. know, at what you do. Yeah. So yeah, it totally makes, and totally makes sense. What's, what's unique about these episodes too, it goes to go back to something you said, Samantha, about how mm-hmm. uh, this is seen. That it always some of, does come back to something yeah, I said. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was thinking of that great thing you said earlier. Which uh, great thing? Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, refresh my memory. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you put it in a notebook, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what I think, I think it attribute the seeing things through the viewpoints of Big Pete and Little Pete because yeah. you have Big Pete's stable of characters that follow him around, mm-hmm. and Little Pete's stable of characters, and you see their different scenarios, and you see how they're they're different but the same as far as like right. taking mundane things and really exaggerating yeah. them. I think it's kind of like in Rugrats with right, the babies yeah. Yeah, like I when they would do that. But yeah. I yeah. think it helps because uh, Big Pete is the narrator for every episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think except I, for ex- I was just supposed to, except for which one was it? There's a couple other little... so the one the, the love one that I was just talking yeah. about okay, the yeah. spring, spring fever, fever like there may be others, but that's the one I noticed today. I was like, oh, Little Pete does this one. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, but it's great because you see it. The the adults play a ba- take a back seat. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And you, so you are seeing these situations, you know, something like in Tool or Die, Woodshop. Yes. How, like, it's really not a big deal. But yeah. to Big Pete, it's... You could go. You could leave minus a thorax. You know, it, right. it's a it's a big thing. <laughs> you, they and, wouldn't let you do it yeah. if you. Or the yeah. co- the coach in Field of Pete. Yeah. Oh yeah, my exactly. gosh. <laughs> but it's it's all these. It, so th- when you see the adults and the antagonistic like teenagers like <clears> Endless <throat> Mike with Big Pete or Pit Stain with Little Pete or yeah. or Open yeah. Face isn't he oh one of the villains or, in season three or any of the adults with Little Pete. Like yeah, they, pit, they treat him like a formidable stain. foe. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Yeah. So since since <laughs> little they, Pete is a formidable no, foe. No, he is. He is. Yeah. Like, he is. Okay. Uh, like, like, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Since, go ahead. No, you're good. But since you're seen through the the viewpoint of Big Pete and Little Pete, mm-hmm. um, these characters are borderline psychotic. Some the of adults? Them. Yeah. Like, so the adults. Yeah, and then also Endless are. Mike is kind of a oh, sociopath. Yeah. He and, is like a classic... 80s Goonies level. Yeah. Like, so if you look back at, I know that you're used to it in the 90s, but you look at back a lot of those 80s movies and you're just like, these antagonists are like yeah. psychotic yeah. level. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, uh, the Duffer brothers could have did a with, great job. Yeah. Billy. Stranger. And, well, yeah. Billy, but oh, I, yeah. in the first season with, um, oh, with uh, those little. Oh, yeah, the little the, kids. The oh, kids, yeah, and yeah, he like, yeah. holds what, a knife to a knife, um, Dustin's, Dustin's yeah. throat. Yeah. Which I keep wanting to. So I don't know if you watch. See, here we go all over the place. I don't know if you've ever seen. You've seen the bad lip reading of Stranger yeah. Things. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can't remember that kid's real name. So I just <laughs> want to call him Labalti. <laughs> 
You know, Labalti. <laughs> Labalti, why is no the, one understanding what I'm saying? The Turkish kid. Yeah, Wait, no, I'm sorry. That's not in the real Stranger Things. That's in the bad lip reading. But, like, you get that with um, m- more with Endless Mike than any of the others. Yeah. The paper cut, I feel like. Is, I forgot about paper cut. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I had to until I was so um, the saddest hour 45 minutes of television ever of course just it's farewell my month. little I, I, I still can't watch it to this I, day. I almost i almost did it but i said i need to be prepared um and oh my gosh so you're talking about i i had thought as i was been watching because i've been watching it over the last few weeks mm-hmm. at different times and like the kids interrupt and yeah. so sometimes i've had to do the tv version of skimming episodes yeah. right. but i've also seen them so many times sure, exactly that it's like oh okay i remember what happens here um so at first i did think oh man this you know it's through a kid's eyes and it blows all this stuff that's not really that important and it shows how important it mm-hmm. is to a kid but then as i'm watching and i'm looking at the adults and i'm like holy shit like no, we don't grow out of that because the adults, especially like their dad in some of the earlier mm-hmm. seasons yeah. and um, King of the Road and things mm-hmm. like that, these things that are like so important to the adults, it's just that there's these, it's just different things that yeah. puts the adults and the kids at odds. And also until you get to the episode, until you get to Farewell, My Little Viking, um, the implication is that the the parent conspiracy is not actually a real thing, right. and that Pete just sort of like thinks that it is, and he's yeah. kind of paranoid. And there's like one or two parents that are kind of a holes, but yeah. Yeah. whatever. And then there actually is a parent conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like that's the thing about Pete and Pete is just like you're seeing. Um, it's so funny. Like I have this theory and it's a working theory and I'm sure somebody smarter and more educated than me will be like that's not true but I feel like that as human beings like when we're children is like when we're the most like what we're created to be right and then as we grow and we put all this bullshit on top of it and we squelch this desire or shove that attribute down to like make us fit and so um you know, you get the the people that, like, do the most squelching and shoving, like, when they meet up with somebody that's free. Like, mm-hmm. people who are not free do not like being around people who are free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, here comes the pastor. Yeah. So No, it's true, though. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. And so what you see in the adults is, like, with the varying level of silliness – they have varying responses to the kids, especially to little Pete. So mm-hmm. you get like this dad that hates the radio station and, and whatever. But then you also have, or um, the dad in my little Viking or farewell, my Viking yeah. little Viking that's manipulating things to get in fact, like that's one of the most like, that is like one of the deepest set of episodes of the whole series really showing like especially Pete and Pete's dad just like really showing the character of everybody mm-hmm. in there in yeah. a way that's like there's just not a ton of like absurdist in those as much right. in those episodes and it's more you just kind of see it's almost like that vi- that veil comes down 
and it's and it's like this is this is what Pete and Pete would look like in real life. Yeah, right. you know. Yeah, and There's, so you get Dad like lying and manip, you know, and being taken in by this guy, and um, just doing something that's like really to be ashamed of. Yeah, you know, um, not just like the minor little things between him and the kids because they have different goals or because he's a little bit befuddled. Like this right. is a serious, like he's jealous of Artie and he is manipulated into acting on it. And it's, it's, it's honestly like, it's almost a tragedy. Yeah. Like the episode is almost completely yeah. tragic. Um, but I think Pete and Pete just does this really great, of showing that it's not just the kids that little things are are big things. Yeah. Right. Like it's the parents too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like especially Pete and Pete's dad mm-hmm. with his, you know, when he leaves them to watch the house and like he cares more about his power tools than the right. kids. You know, right. and just these little things are like the episode was Rolling Thunder. Yeah. You know the the bowling ball and like all these things that their dad is like focused on mm-hmm. because. Well, we won't get into more the the philo- the other little philosophy sure, that right. I created <laughs> about human beings and and our long for purpose and how that's why people get stuck on all these little things like Pete and Pete's dad because he doesn't have a real purpose and like in all that. But stuff. it's but it's a reflection to the a show that was written with depth. It was uh-huh. yeah. like, like that. That's yeah. why. Yeah, and that's why. That's why it was so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Was because it was written with depth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. It, every episode sort of is its own self-contained storyline. But there's, is like you said earlier, there's an earnestness. Yeah. And and Stephen and I were, every at the end of mm-hmm. every episode, we're yes. like, what is this feeling? Like, at the end of yeah, every episode, we're like, know, right? it's like the there's end of summer. It's like the end feeling. of Christmas. And it's like bittersweet. Exactly. Sort of, and you yeah. mentioned it's, sentimentality. It's because we're sentimental. Mm-hmm. And we're sentimental. Right. And but but I think it strikes a chord at the very core. So, <laughs> again, to get weird. So I did, I studied theater. Sure. So, and of course, I'm really interested in theology and philosophy. Um, so I'm going to get it. I'm going to get deep here for a second. Okey-dokey. But it's like. Let's get theater. <laughs> no, but this yeah, idea yeah. that like there are things out there in the world, especially in the world of the arts, that like touch this ineffable quality inside of us that a lot of times like we can't even verbalize what it is but it's something that's just like in the rhythm of the universe like Mm. this thing is true yeah and so you feel that feeling and you don't know what it is but but it's like a you know and you struggle for the words a lot of times you know that particular tv show and you can find it in tv shows books music theater paintings right poems whatever like it touches on something there's just an ineffable something that points to the just the rhythm of what the universe is yeah. and the rhythm of like the truth of things yeah and it just it just like gets you mm-hmm. and so like it's not sentimental in the sense of like something sappy and stupid sure, right. but it just like it, it, it touches on something just really true yeah and something yeah. formative like something, something yeah and, and and i get that about a lot like 
I get that about the Muppets. Like, I get that way about, like, so many other things. And I yeah. get frustrated when I can't articulate it. But maybe right. it's just something you can't you articulate. You can't articulate just, it. It's, it's just a feeling. Yeah. And you have I, to just trust yourself I think with it. that that's what art is for. It's yeah. for articulating things that can't be articulated with just making a statement or writing right. an essay. That, like, well, if I want to articulate this feeling, I have to find a way to emulate that feeling. Right. I have to create something that gives someone else that feeling, something else that touches at the mm-hmm. core of, yeah. you know, what exactly. is true and yeah. what is good. And and, and I think I think so. every episode of Pete and Pete, and I had, I had equated it to a phrase I heard a couple of years ago. Somebody referred to that longing feeling of yes. like the the end of the end of summer or yes. if you're a big halloween fan when halloween's over christmas oh, yeah. is over yeah. they refer to it as nostalgia pains yeah and yeah. i think after I yeah after i watch pete and pete the mix of the message that it's sending just how much i enjoyed it with yeah. the sentimentality at the end mm-hmm. and then polaris's music it all comes together yeah. and all just wells up in me and it, it makes me just nostalgic for yeah. what i just watched yeah. And, yeah, and especially the third season, which very much like it's. I think it's inferior to the first two seasons. It is. I um, mean, it is. But, yeah. but. I, I will say, rewatching those season three episodes, it's like you're on your last week of summer vacation. Yes. And you know, in, it's a season yeah, finale. And, 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 and it feels right. that way. Yeah, and, and you have you have this this great Serious stuff finale. I should say. Yeah. You have this yeah. great stuff lined up for your last week of summer vacation, but you're it, now it's Sunday night and you're going to bed. And you know, you have to get back to school. Yeah. For yeah. the for nine months and it's just it's just that it's just that sinking feeling of nostalgia of just knowing i know for me with season three that this is about like this is over after this season yeah Yeah. well and i feel like i don't know if i think nostalgia is the right word because when i think of nostalgia i just i feel like that's people longing for something in the past right that through rose-colored glasses that's not accurate and i feel like this for me, it's almost like you've seen something just like beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah, and you can't hold on to it, and you long to like s- just live in that moment of yeah. beauty mm-hmm. and I, I, and stay yeah. there. And I love what you said about summer because it's so funny that like regardless of the fact, like not like there are lots of episodes that take place during, during the school year, mm-hmm. but the whole time you're watching the show, you just feel like it all takes place during summer yeah, for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, and they, do, and part of that is like some really prominent summer episodes. Um, but still just sort of like, I just, the whole show sort of emulates that summer vacation yeah. mm-hmm. feeling. And yeah. Cause so. kids are just running around. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Stuff. Which yeah. was like never, I mean, n- none of us like, so my husband, Brian, um, I say that because people listening won't know if I yeah. just say Brian. Yeah. So that's the kind of childhood Brian sort of sort of had. Um, we did not have that childhood. Yeah. Like, that was not our childhood. So, but it's just sort of like there was something about it that felt like, yeah, like, that's what I believe that that's what childhood yeah, is. Yeah. Sort of live <laughs> vicariously like, through, yeah. through it. Yeah. I know what childhood looks like. Okay, I watch movies and TV. Okay, <laughs> I know what it is. I watch. Like, television. Did you I have mean, talked about that with my therapist <laughs> extensively <laughs> about how TV has colored my um, oh, yeah. view of what reality yeah. is. Didn't you have childhood? Next question. Next question. <laughs> 
It's <laughs> what, it reminds me of that scene in Scrooge where like Buster Poindexter, who was in Pete, the Highway Patrolman, yeah, an Pete, episode Pete, of Pete and Pete. Yeah, he plays the uh, kind of the surly. Um, Ghosts of Christmas Past. He plays the cab driver, and uh, and and he's he's pointing he's pointing out to to Bill Murray's character um, Frank Cross. He's like, you didn't have a childhood. You didn't you know you didn't deal with these things, so you can't empathize. And he's like, I did too. I did too. And he's like, he's like, he's naming all these. Like TV seminal, moments, seminal yeah. TV moments, and he's calling yeah, out exactly. on his BS. And that was the courtship of Evie's father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, that was that was a little house on the prairie. That wasn't home- your dad. That was Tim Taylor. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was Danny Tanner. So, um, one more thing about like I guess just the whole sense of the show and the aesthetic yeah. of the show before we get into specifics, characters. like characters and episodes and experiences. <laughs> We've just late. been throwing these like late, parties. Son. Yeah, it, just throwing these things it, around. It, we, like, we are if you're we, still listening. We'll bring it back. We, we are. We're gonna <laughs> bring it back around. We're gonna focus it. Nobody's right, listening right now. We're, <laughs> yeah, this is well, right. you know, it's well, all that, done. Sometimes it feels that way. Right now we're. <laughs> we just, are in your kitchen. And yeah, we're the only exactly. This is a dining room. Come on, sorry, dining room. it up. It's no. This is the studio. This is the studio. Studio. Don't try and. Church it up. Yeah, don't try and Your name's it. dirt. This is my <laughs> beat laboratory. But uh, one one last <laughs> beat laboratory. One, one last thing about uh, how the how the show is set up. I think going back to the viewpoints of Pete and Little Pete. I think um, aesthetic He's so organized. Yeah, so, come on, this is showbiz. <laughs> yeah. uh, come but, on, uh, we're professionals here. But, yeah. but um, the way that Pete and Little Pete see things, you can almost tell like. When they're talking to their friends or peers, you can tell they're 90s kids. They're dressed mm-hmm. like the 90s and oh, looks yeah. like the 90s. Yeah. But if they're yeah, talking to, especially yeah. the antagonistic adults, adults, there's more of the uh, the bright color palettes, like f- almost like 50s, like a plastic yeah. antiquated. Yeah. So if you've ever, Ideal, se- if you've ever yeah. seen yeah, Edward sure. Scissorhands, yes. the way things are pastel and very har- yes. and harkens back to the, f- the 50s uh-huh. and stuff like that. Or if you watch the Black Hole Sun music video yeah. um, by Soundgarden. <laughs> oh, aren't you funny? That's, aren't that's, you just amazing with your Soundgarden reference? Yes, I like Soundgarden. Okay, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, but, Aww, you know, that was sad. It was sad. It was unexpected, too. <sighs> but it, it's just it's something going talking about, you know, why Watching these as an adult, you notice kind of whether they, the writers or the showrunners meant to do this or not. Um, I mean, you can you can tell there's very much a aesthetic difference between, you know, the the peers. Um, let's be professional here. Uh, you, you have these marks on your forehead. <laughs> So pretty much just without no. drawing attention to it, just flip the sunglasses on his over his real glasses yes. inside <laughs> at <Yeah>. night. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, but there's an aesthetic difference between for since it's from the viewpoints of the teenagers. That's true. Right. I never noticed yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, but speaking nice. of teenagers, speaking of, you know, again, growing up with the show, um, I've, I've been curious because we did. I remember watching it. When we lived on Swallow, when yeah. you guys were like early teenagers, but yeah. I remember it, watching it a lot of it when Nickelodeon had that channel the reruns. Noggin. So yeah. so Nickelodeon would show the reruns on yeah. SNCC and through, through during their lineup and stuff like that. But sure. then there was that Noggin station that like after six o'clock every night because they would show kids stuff mm-hmm. like old kids Nick Jr. stuff, but then they'd show old Nickelodeon and mm-hmm. of 
shows of that same ilk, yeah. like Degrassi and all that. They'd show oh, that stuff yeah. like after six o'clock. And I remember you recorded every Pete and Pete I episode, did. and we like marathon all of I, them. Yeah, oh, yeah. on VHS, baby. Yeah, for you youngins, yeah. VHS so, so is what was, came before and, DVD. Exactly, yeah. it was so, Pete and Pete <laughs> and Daria. Yeah. Oh my god. Because yeah. those were two shows that I remember being six and seven years old, like. You know, five, six, and seven year olds, seven years old, wanting to watch these with you guys yeah. so we could fit in with you guys. But yeah. then when we saw they were coming back on TV some way, yeah. where yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, well, I was like, I got, I have to revisit these now. Yeah. yeah. So being eleven and twelve years old, like watching this stuff yeah. and revisiting it, and then I don't know, it's it's what not, was so what were we gonna say? I was just gonna say, not only did we marathon it, but we Samantha had like developed a, like a trivia. We had like game. a trivia I game. Did. Yeah. yeah. And, and, gonna, I mean, you're just. Woo. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> this is why. So I, I have, have sitting in front of me a, a mini whole grain Wheaties John <gasps> no Elway box, way. and so it's a mini version <laughs> of a John Elway Wheaties say box. You still have the trivia. No, no, no. no. I'm sorry, we uh, keep a lot of stuff. But I still have the prize I won. No uh, way. <laughs> but we went to the dollar store and bought prizes. We bought a whole bunch of stuff. One that I picked I out was this that. John Elway Wheaties we, box. We painted our own Artie. Figure yeah, yes, we about that. Oh yeah. We had a whole bunch of carnival of stuff. Any of that. And this yeah. this Wheaties box that I've been talking about is oh, was I one of the prizes. That. that was the and top this, prize. This has been sitting in everywhere we lived, whether it's mom and dad's house or different <laughs> apartments, has been sitting in our room. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just because oh I mean, gosh. it's a cool little relic. But also, and, you know, it's it's a cool reminder. Yeah. Right. Um, that I know how to party. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cheers to that. If we're gonna have a watching party for something you damn well better believe that there is going to be trivia trivia prizes trying to try and get us to sing songs uh, with her yeah (laughs) for sure like you guys were just so moldable well yeah i mean uh, i you did whatever impressionable you You also had a car easily manipulated yeah no i mean no this was back before that oh yeah if you remember the nuts. Of course, I remember, <laughs> I remember those Christmases. No, not, not these nuts. No, <laughs> the nuts. The nuts. <laughs> pictures. It was that so, band that, that we band had. That band, that lip syncing. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I remember. Obviously, obviously, you, Amanda, and Andrew are closer in age than yeah. you are with us. So you guys, you probably remember a little better than we did, like originally when Snick was on. Do you yeah. remember the first time you ever saw Pete and Pete? Oh, um, you know, it was when they were doing the, um, do you remember how it started out as like these little 30 second spots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, well, yep. I mean, you wouldn't remember it, but like, yeah. you yeah. know, and, like in they, 1989, you know they did like these wraparounds yeah. and then like yes. in 91, they had these 30, 30 they minute had these specials. specials and then yeah. in 93, that's when the series that's was picked yeah. up. Yeah. And so the specials, uh, yeah. So the little wraparounds or what I remember. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, and I just was like, this is so fun. I just, I don't know. I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, the specials, um, especially, especially, ha ha, oh. the one, uh-huh. the two, so the two that were like, just sucked me in was obviously what we, or what we did, what on, we did on our summer, summer vacation, vacation yeah. um, which is just like, so when I talk about episodes, I don't count these four because they're like in a category of their own. So like that one is like quintessential, like Pete and Pete. And it's a little bit different tone than what the Mm -hmm. show ended up becoming, but not that much different. So 
that one, the summer vacation one, but then the other one, there's just so, it's so different than anything else they ever did. But it's the one with the supposed alien kid and Johnny yeah. Unitas. Yeah. And he's oh, yeah. the static. Johnny, Johnny U in the universe. Johnny U in the yeah. universe. Yeah. yeah, and that one just like, I don't know. It just sticks in my head as like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but definitely some of the specials just a little different than what the show ended up becoming right, but not right. not so much but yeah, they're not too far off you no. can see some of the earmarks of what the show would really start right. to yeah you know, perfect and so i think for me like those that's the pete and pete that like brought me in right um and i remember as my first exposure because like that's i was the right age for yeah. the show mm-hmm. when it, you know, came out. So well, it's a main character with red hair too. Well, yeah, and like I don't know, and just like we've talked about our, our kind of offbeat, like sense of humor, yeah. and like when we most of us, and like I say, Andrews was kind of popular, but like most of us siblings were. Not exactly. I mean, we're just different. Yeah, sure. And yeah. so you sort of relate to, to that. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I just really do think it struck that, like we talked about before, it strikes that, that chord in you of something that's just like, whoa. Yeah, this I mean, is, what is this? This, you know, speaks to something, especially if you're really sensitive and like, I know, I, speaking for myself, that I was, I and still am, like a very sensitive person yeah yeah and so you know uh, yeah yeah speaks to me mm-hmm. spoke to, to me quote major pain sensitivity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like i like hearing that we have roots to it right from the beginning yeah because yeah. um, yeah. i i know with some people i ask that question about things we talk about and they talk about you know the reruns or yeah. syndication or I had somebody show it to me a couple of years ago, but yeah. I like, I like to talk fact about the that monkeys. I don't have that connection. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean the monkeys they were a big influence on the Beatles. That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, I didn't know that. Why did I just lie right now? Yeah, I didn't that's... know that because I wanted to seem cool. Uh, of course <laughs> you're on, you're on this podcast here. I don't know how many, how much cool points you're going to get. <laughs> uh, but, Speak uh, for yourself. So you're right. <laughs> so our ma- our first exposure was just Samantha and yeah. Andrew and Amanda watching watch whatever it. they watch. Yeah, we watch whatever they watch, and you know, we we would watch things. I mean, at a was it Benjamin's birthday party? We mm-hmm. were we watched Trouble with Teddy. And one of our nephews. One of our nephews. Yeah, yeah our My oldest. Son. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're My so son? we're we're so My used to son. saying our nephew, our niece. Samantha's yeah. oldest. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, and. Because I'm the only one that succeeded in life and got married and have children. If that's success, <laughs> then I don't want any part of it. <laughs> You've done kidding. good, kid. Thanks, because um, that's what life is about. Yeah, exactly. Just, this was, if that's ta- all facetious. If we're talking about antiquated so mindsets. You know. yeah, exactly. I think exactly. yours like, was a personal choice. Yeah. was a yeah, very no, personal choice. I'm yeah. totally being yeah, facetious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I Like, know, for I know. real. Being uh, fastidious <laughs> is not welcomed on this podcast. Yeah, I didn't say fastidious. <laughs> ding we dong. are fastidious. But our thanks for inviting yeah. me on your festive podcast. Uh, 
But uh, but go, going back, we would it's watch. Like a game of telephone. I'd, I'd say what we what we would do is we didn't do a ton of stuff as a family, but what we did, what we did, and we again, watched I, TV. Well, yeah. I, well, we sure as hell well, did. I, I feel bad because mom does listen to this, and I don't. I say it because those are the facts. I mean, and that's just the truth. We all we all turned out fine, and yeah. you're 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 to help with that, mom. Okay, all right. Well, we can all talk. All the good all. that we turned out has to do with mom and the Holy Spirit. Yes. So, there you go. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm, um, not, I'm not joking. I, I know. <laughs> I'm I know. Jesus. I know. Anyway, sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> we would watch TV, and one of the things we would watch as a family was those Nick yeah. s- nighttime box oh, yeah. of stuff. So, like, I, it just it, it went back when we were at Benjamin's, um, oh, when we were yeah. celebrating Benjamin's birthday. We were watching the an trouble, episode on YouTube, Trouble, trouble with, Teddy. with Teddy. And all yeah. of us were Excellent. laughing at it oh and like, it, like laughing at the same stuff. Oh, so yeah. I think our exposure, like you said, we just watched yeah. what they were watching yep. and yeah. it ended up, it just mom and dad fell into that too and watched yeah. it too. And everything well, it, like it was one of those few, cause like, I don't know, maybe it started before this, but like with, with t- the movie Toy Story, mm-hmm. This idea of catering children's television to both children and adults mm-hmm. sort of like really exploded. But if you look back to some of this Nick stuff, you'll find that in Pete and Pete. Oh, yeah. And salute Rugrats, actually. Yeah. Rugrats. Well, I, don't, I mean, Silly Shorts was fine. <laughs> There's it, a kid looking at a Playboy. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. I, you would never get away with that in Nickelodeon. No, absolutely no. not. Um, I just meant... Yeah, so like Rugrats actually, surprisingly, yeah. there's like a ton of stuff in there that's, and so, and I think when it works, it works because people aren't trying. Like right. they're just saying, I want to make something good yep. and funny. I'm not going to worry about who it's for mm-hmm. necessarily. And then it ends up appealing to both kids and children. Exactly. And I think going going back to just that, that exact idea is it, of I want to make something that I think is funny mm-hmm. and people yeah. will latch on to it. And mm-hmm. whether or not people think it's funny, I think it's funny. That is how yeah. we pattern exactly. what we do. Yeah. So yeah. I never am receptive to the mindset, well, nobody's going to get that. Well, somebody's going to get it. Somebody's going to get it. So there are so many people out there. And if I just throw this out there somebody's gonna especially get especially yeah. in this day and age this day and age i'm 36 and i talk <laughs> like a 90 year old um, <laughs> especially now with the internet and just i mean like there's something for everybody exactly. and there's so many people out there that will get will get it and enjoy it mm-hmm. like that's exactly. just never even a good reason anymore no. <laughs> yeah. nobody's gonna get it it's well, like no somebody's, there's somebody's gonna getting get it. it exactly it's the internet it's mm-hmm. someone's gonna grab a lot onto of it. somebody's yeah. is gonna get it. oh yeah exactly. so a lot of somebody's <laughs> could also be the colorful cast of characters yes in yes. pete and pete um your favorite characters we mentioned teddy bus driver Stu, Artie. let's give a little bit of explanation on who some of these people oh are. my god because also some of the the mm-hmm. one-off characters Petunia. yeah Petunia. So, like it wendell hyde to me shy's kid to in me, school there, always shows a different side i don't of even remember him. Yeah. oh my god yellow fever yeah, on the bus he, he fever. dreams of singing at weddings and bar mitzvahs <laughs> i i equate <laughs> some of these one-off one episode five minute characters to a coen brothers movie yeah. where they have very little screen time but they do something it's so, so absurd that is so memorable and you're like Wendell Hyde is my favorite. He's yeah. only in one episode mm-hmm. for a accumulate uh, in it. 
a, a total of 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Slushmaster Bob Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Robert Oppenheimer. Robin, I drawing, Robert drawing Robert parallels Robert to the atomic bomb. Well, yeah. Right. But did you also notice, like, the names of the slushies are biblical? Yeah, exactly. So the orange Lazarus. Pete and wants, the, like, a peach um, Judas or something. Peach Judas. <laughs> and there's a... Uh, what is the Balthazar lime Balthazar? Uh, like, like, well, yeah, like, like uh, pineapple Balthazar. No, no, no. Like, I think it's li- hold on. I did actually. I think it, keep I think that. it might. It, I, it was a lime. I, it was a lime, lime Balthazar. Balthazar. I wrote it down. We noticed that yesterday. We watched Field of Pete yesterday. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. It. These are biblical names. Yeah. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> but Artie, I want. I want to focus on Artie for yeah. a second because oh, to, Artie. to to. The strongest to, man in the world. To give context to why the episode Farewell My Little Viking uh, is so tough. Yeah. The first two seasons, Artie is such a fan favorite because he's mm-hmm. he's Little Pete's personal superhero mm-hmm. and his best friend who yes. shares all all his favorite memories and moments. He's with. a grown yes. man. He's he's an eccentric grown man who wears these like this small he, They're children's shirt pajamas. And, yeah, I was listening to the them uh so I watched those episodes with the commentary, commentary on, okay, and they gotcha, did yeah. say it was actually they are children's yeah. pajamas, and it's, <laughs> an, it's an endearing relationship. Right. Yeah. Like I know people are gonna be like, "Huh?" It's an endearing, harmless relationship. You have to watch it because the way yeah, Artie intertwines no with everyone else, he's just the most fun. You want to talk about like, the absurdity of the he's show? Weird. Like, no, exactly. That's just, just that's just Artie. So you want to talk about the absurdity of the show? Artie provides like eighty percent of that absurdity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, just he the the way he talks and his speech pattern and the the yeah. way he says things. Like one of my favorite lines is in um, "Rain" is in the Range, Range Boy, Boy episode, yeah. and Artie is he's the strongest man in the world. Yeah. So he's practicing these drives and he wants to yes. join the longest drive competition. He can't keep the club in his hands, so That's what it, yeah. so he. <laughs> He's like, how does it feel, Artie? And he's like, smooth, boy. Power driving smooth. <laughs> so it's just something that's, that just taps into, against that again, that ridiculous yeah. sensibility. But it's, he's also goofy oh, enough to enjoy so as a kid. Yeah. So in fair my, Farewell, My Little Viking, oh, um, he's completely, he's taken completely off guard yeah. like by this request. Well, he actually shows real... Like, he's never, he's, so here's the thing about Artie. Artie is just like, he's just, he's like, I don't know. He's like the human totem for the soul of these kids. Yeah. And they're just like, he's just so free and like, you know, like life is wonderful and grab life by the horns. And then the adults come in and just squash him. That's a good point. And it's sort of symbolic of... You know, and <clears throat> thankfully at the end, like little Pete is resilient and doesn't doesn't become like he's on the verge of becoming just like this um, husk, this husk of himself, yeah. Yeah. this husk of himself. And Artie doesn't Artie comes and he's about to intervene and Artie and dad just like hang back. And Pete is resilient and he's still Pete mm-hmm. and he doesn't yeah. need Artie to still be Pete. And Artie just has this really beautiful moment where he's like, there's this other, there's, there's another little boy out there somewhere that needs me. And like, and I just, it's so beautiful. And that's why I can't revisit that episode. You have to, it's beautiful. You have to, as an adult, you need to just go back. But Artie is just sort of like, he's, 
he's the soul of these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like and, Mr. Tasty. Yeah, and Mr. Tasty, and he's just sort of like this human totem for it, where mm-hmm. the, all the absurdity and all the just sort of like life is beautiful and the world is beautiful and let's just, you know, let's have fun and let's push and let's, you know, yeah. go out and live. And um, they, also Little Pete really exemplifies, really, like it's so interesting because Little Pete... Like, everything with him is about going out and experiencing and pushing up beyond boundaries and asking, you know, why are things this way? And I don't mm-hmm. think things should be this way. And, like, you know, he's not – It's uh, it's <clears> – as a parent, you kind of get a new perspective where sometimes it just feels like your kids are pushing back at you yeah. to, like, annoy you. And but that's not what they're doing, and that's what you see in Pete and Pete. It's like you see the world from that kid's perspective, that strong-willed, just like spirited kid that's like says, "No, I'm not gonna just accept everything at face value, and I am gonna ask why, and I am mm. gonna say, like, I don't care how old you are. This is not just, yeah. and I am gonna say something about mm-hmm. it, and I'm not gonna let you get away with it." Um, and like you see from Pete's perspective, like he's, he's not just trying to piss off these adults. Right. Like he sees through the bullshit and he's calling bullshit. Yeah. And so, um, calling people blow holes all the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And Artie just, if it weren't for the fact that everybody else sees Artie as well, you could think that he was like an imaginary friend that enabled right. Pete mm-hmm. to like have a cohort in all of this. But I mean, he's everybody sees him but like Artie pushes just by his craziness he pushes everybody else to face themselves mm-hmm. into action and mm-hmm. to you know just just all of this and you know when the adults come in and just say no more mm-hmm. and try and squash Artie um and you know they don't do the easy thing and just like bring him back permanently mm-hmm. they say like yeah, it is time for Artie to move on. Not yeah. the way the adults were trying to do it and not for the reason the adults were trying to do it. Right. But, like, now Pete needs to be able to stand on his own and everybody needs to be able to stand on their own yeah. and say, like, yeah, this is who I am and mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. live into that. It's like when a friend moves away. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's that feeling of, like, you don't know if you're going to recover ever from it. Ever see them again. Yeah, yeah, you don't know if you're ever going to see them again. And, like... Pete and Pete's always been one of those shows that at one time I, I was like, oh, why do more people don't know about this show? But then at the same time, I'm like, maybe I don't want more people to know about this show because there's a lot of people out there that mindlessly watch television mm-hmm. and don't look for something deeper. And granted, not everything has something deeper, and that's fine. No, right. But this like, does. Exactly. But when you know in your heart that this is something that has – a lot of depth to it and you just yeah. want people to feel the same way that you feel yeah and you want people to see the same thing you do and it's frustrating when you bring people in on something and they just can't connect with Ugh, it plebs. And, and it's <laughs> it, exactly plebeians you um, philistines yeah exactly I used to have a college professor that that was his response when people didn't get things that he thought they should get <laughs> called philistines granted like I'm just going to claim the uh, teach each their own thing. Mm-hmm. But also, like... Some people just don't have soul. 
Exactly. <laughs> and you gotta have soul. <laughs> Can't leave you without singing the blues. Thank you. William Joel. Yeah, exactly. William Joel. Some other notable characters. Teddy Forsman. Artie is everyone's favorite character. Yeah. But yeah, Teddy. Yeah, Artie. Teddy Forsman is this like. Beautiful, naive, like oh God, he's, he's so Big Pete's one of Big he's Pete's, big, he's one of big Pete's friends. Yeah. And so, in the first two seasons, I don't know if he's naive. I just feel like, like I said before, I think there's just like this coating of Teflon in him. Sure, that he just doesn't take anything personally. Yeah. Like, and that's very admirable. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, I think he's just one of the best people. Like as a human being, yeah, he's just like one of the best human beings on the show. And it's funny that he drives everybody nuts because, yeah. like. I would love to have Teddy Forsman in my yeah, life. He's exactly. amazing. Exactly. He's so um, sweet and thoughtful, like in the um, trouble with Teddy, and he like sends the whole Wrigley family all those sombreros with yeah. like their names yeah. embroidered yep. on them. Well, he's just so sweet. And the fact that he's not bothered by anything. Yeah. Just something small in yellow fever when Stu's actually up. And when Sue's actually singing, if you're happy and you know it, oh, and he's like, if you're happy and you know it, smack your head, and like, and he like just Teddy's like, it. he's like, thunk, <laughs> he's stuck at the same look on his face. It's just, he's just, he's just it's the yeah. sound the suit makes, and it's the fact that he doesn't lose the smile no. on his face. Well, he's kind of like Artie, like that. Yeah, where it's just like life is good. Oh yeah, and life when they're singing, good. like. The whole in X equals Y when Ellen's questioning everything mm-hmm. that's going on, like why is math important? Why are word problems important? Like this, the whole I class. I love word. Like word problems are my favorite BT dubs. Right. Like yeah, they they're like everybody hates, and I think most people do hate word problems, sure. but I love word problems. They they are fun. <laughs> But like, at, at, no, they're not. Don't lie. You don't no, like them. It's, they're I'm not. like the one person in the whole world yeah. that thinks word problems the only are math fun. Finding you know how to do is counting money. Exactly. <laughs> like one girlfriend plus one girlfriend equals I have two girlfriends. Uh, but uh, but let's quit writing fiction here, boy. Yeah, exactly. Fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were writing my autobiography. Yeah, that's what it's called. You're right. That- Got that chick up in Quebec that listens, right? Or do yeah. we not know if it's I don't, chick? I don't know. I don't, I don't like even, Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> New Brunswick's where it's at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but it, at, at, there's a point in the episode X, X equals Y. Oh, which, wait. I need to say something here. So yeah. listen. If any of you listeners are in Canada, like... I seriously need like some sort of connection to Mounties, okay? There you go. That's a whole yeah. other... That's a, a whole the, other thing that we're not going to talk about the here. The Do South episode isn't until next September, so... You're not going to do a Do South one. No. If we do... <laughs> if I didn't we, watch it if enough. If you did, I could do it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we do that Pete and Pete podcast, do we can have a special Do South episode. <laughs> yes. This has nothing to do with Pete and Pete. But on X equals Y, back to Teddy, <laughs> He's got he's got such an endearing moment to where... Ellen drives their regular math teacher out of town yeah. just questioning why math problems Aww, are important. And yeah. the math teacher's existence is predicated on math problems. Like, that's, that's her like, purpose. That's her purpose in life exactly. is algebra. Exactly. She and thinks her mother is the number two. Is the two. number two. <laughs> Every time she says two, she's like, Mama. Mama. Yeah. She has a framed picture of a number two, <laughs> two on her desk. desk. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and so at that point, once that teacher leaves, they have all these... All these subs come in, and the whole class at that point is in solidarity because they're driving all these yes. subs out of town, yeah. and they don't have to do math anymore, and they bring in one sub who has never messed Shrek. with. 
And he he uh, what did he do? He he put X a kibosh. It's a number of pigs in a barn. Yeah. He put pigs a kibosh on the on the Glee Club uprising of 1986. Yeah, 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 yeah something 1980 like something. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes in, he sings the song. X is the number of pigs in a barn. And so he's like, no one's and having it. Teddy's just like and Teddy's and and he's like, X is the number of. And he looks like Teddy. And Teddy's like Teddy pigs in, in a barn. Yeah. And he like retracts like, himself. Oh, like oh shoot, we're not in solidarity anymore. Yeah, I'm not supposed to like this. But that's just. Teddy, like, yeah, it's like he we just gets so caught up in it. Exactly, that's why, so like, every we said that earlier. Every <laughs> single time Teddy's on screen, you know something funny is about to yeah, happen. It's, it's the same amazing. thing with Bus Driver Stu. Yeah. yeah, Bus Driver Stu, like we said, kind of earlier in the podcast. I think oh, he he becomes sweet man. he becomes more funny as you get older because yeah. you I think you can connect. <laughs> you, you, can, you can empathize I mean, I with his. He was pretty damn funny when I was oh, younger. Oh yeah, just being on the fringe now, of insanity. even yeah. more, I'm just like <gasps> just seeing just his this men- close to oh losing God, his mental yeah. breakdown each time you see him. Yeah, like every thirty seconds. Yeah, there's a mental. It's, yeah. just a pe- it's like he just tries so hard, yeah. and like. He starts out like this time is going to be different. You know, he's thinking that like, I'm good. This time's going to be different. And then like, it's take, it's nothing. And then it's, he's triggered. Yeah. And he goes, so today I, one of the episodes I skimmed because I had totally forgotten about it was um, there was this, it's the episode where uh, Selma Blair actually yeah, is yeah. the um, guest star. And it's the, the career week one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pete hijacks years. the, um, basically, like, gets a, gets Stu to trust him so he can take the bus and, like, cozy up to this girl played by yeah. Selma Blair. And he, like, drops all the, like, basically, like, gets to the bus stops and, like, throws all the kids out. The, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, you see these kids flying out the bus. <laughs> and um, he accidentally hits the the thingy, the speaker thingy. And so Stu's like making in this cake at the bus depot with his face on it. And then he hears Pete talking to Selma Blair's character and he instantly goes from, cause that's the thing is like, he goes from zero to 60. Like there's no buildup. It's like, he's super happy. And then he's like punching the speaker and stabbing the cake. (laughs) And then he like runs through the neighborhood pushing people over and knocking the pizza boy's pizza out of his hand. And he, like, gets to where the bus is parked and, like, leaps up onto the box and hangs out down the back window listening in. And, I mean, it's just, he's just Ridiculous. Um, and it's always about... Other than that, that's the only episode where it's not all about Sally Knorp. Right. And his breaking up with her again or, or her breaking up with Sally him. Sally dumped me again. Sally dumped me again. Um, uh, but then there's also, you know, like there's <laughs> the one-off characters like Inspector 34. Yeah. Oh who, my who's gosh, an underwear yes. inspector. He's an underwear inspector. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Well, of Pete, Pete, I like, I miss Clem. He's my favorite of Pete's friends. And mutton I think chops. It, yeah, his nickname he is Mutton grow, Chops. He can grow, he's like 10 and he can grow a yeah. beard in an hour or whatever. <laughs> Daddy was a rattlesnake. My mama, mama wore a six, six shooter. shooter. Right? Yes, that was so I think I, liked, I think I liked him so much because A, he played Jerry Garner in Heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Was and he in? Um, he was in Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. He, yeah. he played Carp. With, um, he played Carp in Mighty Ducks. Another yeah. strange character name. <laughs> right. Well, and wasn't Danny Tamborelli? Danny Tamborelli yeah. was in there too. He played, in uh, that too. He played Timmy. Timmy. Something. It was uh, Timmy and Tammy were. Yeah, the, yeah, they were yeah, 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 yeah. That's what. It was. Um, what do I know about also, hockey? But also, um, Aaron Schwartz, that actor mm-hmm. who played Clem mm-hmm. and Jerry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to me, growing up, always looked like. You know, friend Jake, of the podcast and Jake, fellow proper gentleman Jake, Jake Bielewald. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> that he did like. Yeah. I Samantha mean, babysat not, Jake. I guess yeah. the fu- yeah Jake and um Mitch. Thank you, Mitch yeah. was the other. Uh, was the, other the younger rat. brother? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he always rem- he always looked like Jake to me growing up, which is one of the reasons I mean, not a hundred percent, but right. he's definitely but reminiscent. He, yeah, of, for sure. Or what he did look like. I haven't seen Jake in years, so um, I don't know. I thought I always kind of thought Nona Mecklenburg was annoying. Michelle Trachtenberg's really? character. Yeah, I think I thought I Iggy her. Pop was the best part about <laughs> yes. Nona being on the show. You dance po- I mean, with that's me, Pookie. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Stooge. I love. Uh, I love. And uh, she's the, probably the biggest deal. Of all of them at this point, yeah. as far as fame, I mean, she's not super famous anymore. Right. But like when she was on, she, did she was on she Buffy, Buffy and then yeah. did a bunch of movies in the two thousands. And so, like, she probably ha- is like the most. Yeah. Um, but Toby Huss, who played Artie, oh my gosh. He, he's he a does, journeyman he, actor. He does all kinds of stuff, but it's always it's like character roles and little. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. not like super famous. But he, I mean, he works all the time. If, oh, um, yeah. if you if you watch King of the Hill or Beavis oh, yeah, and Butthead, he he's done a lot um, of Mike Judge stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, wa- he was the was, the one that doesn't talk he was very Bill, much. He, wasn't or he, he was Bill Dotrieve in King of the Hill, wasn't he? No, no. Or he was. He was wasn't he the one that doesn't talk a lot. I, I, he, Boomhauer. He, he, Boomhauer. He might be. Boomhauer. He, 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 Mike Judge has a funny story about the inspiration for Boomhauer. He was on. I can't remember what talk show he was on, but the inspiration uh, Jimmy for Jimmy Kimmel. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he was oh, talking shit. about. How do you remember that? He was he was on and Jimmy who Kimmel. Who Jimmy Kimmel? Well, I know this clip, and <laughs> the inspiration for Boomhauer was a guy that used to call into MTV complaining about Beavis and Butthead, oh. and he thought that the name of the show was Porky's Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, I'm calling about that show, Pokey's Butthole. <laughs> I've been calling you about about two weeks now about that show, show Pokey's, Porky's Butthole. <laughs> so it's funny. There's a Toby Huss, Mike Judge connection. Yeah, but yeah. To- Toby Huss plays a lot of other, like minor character voices on like Beavis yeah. and Butthead and King of the Hill. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's like we said earlier, the cameos the are cameos so. Are amazing. But the thing I mean, is, so many. They have random, so, so many, cam- so many random cameos. To, I equated. It's like, how did they get those? Yeah, I, right. I equated, like cool J. I equated yeah. Pete and Pete with college radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought like Adam West. Yeah. Adam West. Steve Buscemi. I mean, Steve Buscemi was at that time he was like a famous working actor. Yeah, it's think, not like he, he was. I think he had just nobody. been in Fargo after. Michael Stipe yeah, was the lead singer of REM. Yeah. So, I mean, these are some major. I mean, they had Captain indie Scrummy. musicians yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. but they also had some really like the B-52s. Come yeah, on, the, like the. One of the one of the subs in X equals Y is the lead singer of the Violent Femmes. I, yeah, because yeah. I was li- I looked that up today because Brian, again my husband, right? Brian had said like, "Oh, that guy, he's an actor." And I'm like, "No, I don't think so. I don't recognize that guy." And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's the lead yeah. singer of the Violent Femmes." I'm like, "But he's kind of a yeah. he, the first. He it was 
Zank or whatever. He's yeah, the yeah. first one who's in yeah, there yeah. for like two seconds. And speaking of that, that episode, great. Janine Garofalo is one of the teachers mm-hmm. at the school. Yeah, and she's at, in a couple. But she was on like SNL at that time. Oh yeah, I mean she was not. I mean these people were. Oh, in that episode that she's that substitute episode. I don't know if you remember. I totally forgotten until I was watching it. But Toby Huss doubles. It's, it's, yeah. As the the, as the home ec teacher. The home ec yeah. teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so good. Ellen um, Cleghorn is, is, is um, Sally. Sally. She, yeah, she was yeah. on SNL. She was a feature, was a feature player, player on SNL. So like all the, these people were not, this isn't like before they were discovered. Yeah, exactly. Like these are all like um, Luscious Jackson yeah. was mm-hmm. not on, this is, was like the height of their popularity. They were on the Clueless soundtrack. I mean, they, and they that were, was a big deal. That was yeah, a they, huge movie. I mean, they were doing Talking Heads Which, on MTV and stuff yeah. like that. Amy Heckerling, the director of Clueless, yeah. liked one of our posts on Instagram. <gasps> yeah. So what? That's also cool. Fast yeah. Times that, at Ridgemont High. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Heckerling. my goodness. Shout out to avid fan Amy Heckerling. Yeah. So if you ever hear this, um, real quick. Uh, just <laughs> something. No, no, no. It's I, I don't ever want anybody to apologize if we if we go along. You know, and talk I feel like it's, it's ingrained. Great. It's just a oh, conversation. Of yeah, of course. I mean, not only am I a Webster, but I'm a woman, and exactly. so let's um, not get started on that. All right, Chatterbox. No one was going to. <laughs> all right, Chitty Candy. Yeah, but, uh, you need to shut your woman mouth. <laughs> zip your pie hole. Woman, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I don't even. What'd you say, woman? I don't even like joking <laughs> Make around. Me a sandwich. I don't yes. even like joking around if referring to a woman as woman. Plus, yeah. I don't want anyone else making me a sandwich but myself. I'm the only one who knows what I like. Exactly. I want you to go in the sim, you put mustard on my damn sandwich. It's like I hate mustard. I know. Whenever yeah. Brian makes me a sandwich, he tries to put mustard on it. I'm like we've been together for 13 years. You know yeah. I don't want mustard yeah, on exactly. my damn sandwich. Well, I was hoping today would have been the day. <laughs> um, but real. <laughs> quick uh let's just you're we already named some episodes some synopsis some yeah. episodes but if you could name i know you'll it's, never rein us in i know yeah, okay exactly. <laughs> well yeah steve well i'm the one who has to edit this so uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i don't want to be sitting there there will be no editing this three hours <laughs> um but uh real quick before we kind of head off into a, a it's a, it's a break time. It's nap time. Um, <laughs> canteen. I to ask you. This is a podcast. Why do you need a break time? Because I like having it's just, a break. It's for format. It's just for formatting, and it's it's easier on listeners. You guys are really just hoping have... to get on NPR with this, are you? No. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I've, uh, I mean, I've NPR, read... NPR, MTV. Well, I've, I've read, well, no, I've well, read no, things no. that say, you know, even, even though... It's it is a podcast. Having little break sections helps like the the <laughs> listener kind of mentally like I don't know, decompress, but just yes. it kinda it's segments. Yeah. It things, gives a break know? so they don't sure. get like Plus, burnt out. Like you mentioned earlier, our brains are set up in a way to where I need to segment things and outline yes. things and stuff like that. So as far as episodes go, yeah. if you had you now I'm asking you, you if you had to pick a favorite Mine aren't in any order. Okay. Like I have five I have I did a top five, except it's not a legit top five. It's just my five favorite episodes. Right. And like with anything I do, this could change tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So my five favorite episodes are Yellow Fever, mm-hmm. mm. just because it's such a journey. It's so good. Yeah. And next to Day of the Dot, for me, yeah. that's probably the second best episode to really capture the absurdity I mean, of Pete. you're wrong. It's the first, but okay. 
<laughs> no, no, Day of the Dot is the first. Yellow Fever is the second. The best. Oh, yeah, it's he, the he second said, best. He said yeah, yeah, next yeah. to Day of the Dot. Yeah, next to Day of the um, Dot. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, next to Day of the Dot. So Yellow Fever, Day of the Dot, mm-hmm. X equals Y, Field of Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had Don't Tread on Pete just because of the real time aspect to it. And and I had t- forgotten about that Teddy one. blows milk out of his yeah, ears. Yeah, I mean, um, but I don't feel like that makes it a top yeah, five. And it, yeah, and and it's for that moment. But I mean, it's I I'm taking it out of the top right. five, and you I should. had I had what we did, and I am, and I had what we, <laughs> I had what we did on our summer vacation. But you made a good point, and those are sort of separate. They're, They're like different. those are special, which is why I took I had um, it on my top five as well, and I right. took it off because of that. I think so. Hard days, Pete is hard days, Pete is, is, yeah. is is in my top five. So I had Day of the Dot, of which I already said. Hard days, Pete. Trouble with Teddy, and then after that, I just had a hard time bringing it down so i have one two three four i have a top seven <laughs> okay that's fine night crawlers night crawlers is great. Yeah, like, good i like i like um, you talk about sentimentality i like the sentimentality at the end of that episode i just love that like it's, i see his mom the besides Artie, the next adult that is like the most true to themselves mm-hmm. and so connects with the kids and like bridges the gap with the kids is mom mm-hmm. yeah um, she has a metal plate in her head. Mom's plate. Like, why haven't we talked about mom's plate? Exactly. Like, that like, always tickled the hell out of me. That sh- mom's plate and Petunia. Yeah. The tattoo. Like, you can't forget Petunia. Um, dance, Petunia. Dance. <laughs> Little Pete has a tattoo of a, a mermaid woman. Yeah, and a, it's a, like, a how did he even get that? Exactly. It doesn't even. It doesn't even. Um, and you know what? Mom's plate. When you think about it, like, mom's plate. Is is a real character mm-hmm. like it yeah. isn't? It factors in her plate and her difficulties <laughs> with her plate factor into like at least fifty percent, if not more than that, of the episodes. And yeah. so, it definitely deserves that. So, Nightcrawlers, Range Boy, yeah. X equals X Y. Yeah, X equals Y. That's W H Y. Of course. Um, Inspector Thirty Four. Oh my God! What is that silence? You're what, talking. I, oh, okay. I was, <laughs> I was just, I was just waiting. Like a, a yeah. pause. Oh no! I haven't seen so, Inspector Thirty Four in, in a long I mean, but time. That was so, definitely but it was a, a real mem- Maybe it's not a top. I I just feel like it's a really memorable. It one. definitely. It they have a lot of episodes where like one of the Pete's befriends sort of this loner, like these a loner weird characters, loner, mm-hmm. and but like they can't to get too close on, to people. Yeah. Yeah. But they also, they, but they also op- like take on their characteristics. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. also, but like in Inspector 34, Little Pete opens Inspector 34, who's so focused on inspecting perfectionism. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. And he opens him up to this world of yeah. imperfection, but also there's this, he meets, he meets he a woman. He almost misses out like, on love because mm-hmm. of his perfectionism. Yeah. And Pete, Little Pete teaches him to open up to that and then he yeah. can love this meter mate mm-hmm. you know yeah. um so and i feel like something i discovered today that gets a an honorable mention and i i just it's one of those like i just totally forgot about it but it's like this weird it's almost like a psychological thriller episode yeah, yeah. the call yeah i remember with the payphone that won't yeah. stop ringing yeah. and then it turns out it's their it, the call is for their mom. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. And she's yeah. she's like it's like one of her old boyfriends. No, or, uh, it's a it was a she was in I guess the seventh grade, and there was this boy that liked her. Yeah, and he was so shy that he had he called her on the payphone, 
and she like felt like it was for her but walked past it and like so for 27 years God. like she's been yeah. ignoring it and like this kid now I, I mean honestly like when you think about it it's super creepy mm-hmm. right um but this guy like you know got a job at the phone company so he could keep the phone ringing and stuff like that it has sort of this That's like right. psychological yeah. thriller quality because you know ellen and mom spend this time there's this like such a plague on wellsville that there's a center for people that have like driven been driven crazy yeah. a help center a helpline and it's so funny it goes back to what we were talking about with like not very much just not a lot of continuity right. because like this is in i want to say this is towards the end well maybe towards the middle of the second season yes yeah, and like there's the been yeah. no mention like, there's no indication that the town is being... This has been going on for 27 years. Yeah. There's no indication that it's driving anyone yeah. crazy until you get to this episode. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's there's sort of, like, this mystery thriller, mm-hmm. like, you know... Yeah. It's, so, I think it deserves an honorable mention. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I completely forgot about mm-hmm. it, but there's something about it that just kind of... I think when I was a kid, it was really boring. Sure. Yeah. But now rewatching it as an adult, there's a sort of psychological layer that yeah. is interesting to me. I don't know. I, uh, I think I, I mean, I, I agree with all your selections. That's not a cop out because I mean, I feel like I just would be being redundant. Um, sure. Like I think for all the reasons you guys said those episodes, like I would agree. I would throw in also Range Boy, like yeah, we mentioned she, earlier. Oh, I said Range, Range Boy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, yes. Yes. Time Tunnel is an honorable mention for me, too. I, yeah. It's a very memorable one. Yeah. It's definitely it's, like it's Time a pivotal, Tunnel. It's a pivotal moment in Pete and Ellen's friendship. Yes. Because Pete finally asks Ellen out. Yeah. And under the guise of Endless Mike, unfortunately, like he almost ruins their whole friendship because right. he wants to be... He, he's like, he's looking he's in the future. He's listening to Endless Mike yeah, for and he, some reason. He, he thinks they should date. And so, like, that's a moment... That's a moment, a touchstone in their friendship. I'm sure if these characters are real, they could look back on and we're like, that's the moment we realize that it's okay that we're just friends. Yeah. Sort of thing. And plus yeah. it is one of the best moments in which Endless Mike is giving him um, pointers. <laughs> and he's like, he's like telling him how to fog up his windshield. And he's like, no fog, <laughs> no fun. No <laughs> fog, no uh, fun. One of my favorite moments though, and then we're going to hit break real quick, but in the episode Tool or Die, it's like right mm. at the beginning, oh, like first yeah. day of shop class. And uh, Endless Mike is putting Big Pete's friend Bill, Bill who's kind of, who's kind of, yeah. he's oh, this, yeah. he's this taller, goofy prankster guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he has his head in a vice and he's tightening it. And Bill, <laughs> like, he, in any other situation, you think someone would be like flailing around and stop, stop. And Bill's like, uh, it's really funny, Mike, but c- could you let my head out of the vice? And Mike's like, if it's so funny, why aren't you laughing, corn boy? <laughs> and, uh, and Big Pete comes up and he's like, just as calm as can be, Mike, let Bill's head out of the vice. He's like, what are you, his dad? He's like, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I am, I his, am dad. his dad. Yeah. And, and Endless <laughs> Mike so is great. so stupid. He's, he's so like, he's, he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> he's <laughs> too, as serious as can yes, be. As a matter of fact, awesome. I am his dad. So, so it's good. just stuff like that that this is just. So amazing. I mean, everything that we mentioned and moments like that yeah. just kind of. If you've never seen Pete and Pete, <laughs> check, like, go check it out somehow. If yeah. you, if the you. The first season, start. 
with the yeah, start with like the episodes we mentioned. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, you know, yeah. if, if you don't, they you don't know, need to be in order. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, make a make a list of what we just mentioned, and I would start there because again, a lot of these episodes don't tie in; they're mm-hmm. all kind of one-offs. So yeah. you can just enjoy the narrative of that episode alone. Yes. I think the only thing you need to you need to know is just who the main characters are. Yeah, right. Um, but other than that, this is just—I mean, it's just—it's a special show, and at it the really end, of, at the yeah. end of every episode. After watching it, I was like, "Man, this is sticking with me," and I, yeah. I'm gl- I'm glad it was. That's when I know something is special. Yep. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be right back. Okay. Holy shit! I it's like just now clicking. Like I've been looking at this shirt for like the last <laughs> hour and a half, and for some reason it didn't click until just now. I'm like, it's Reba McIntyre. He's not a Reba McIntyre fan. Did you steal that from our sister? No, I got it on eBay because I thought it was funny. I Why wore, didn't you just I give it to Amanda? Bowling night. Well, because I like Reba Does McIntyre. Amanda wear sleeveless? I guess Amanda wears sleeveless I like the, I like it already sleeveless? Like you didn't cut it off? Uh, it was already sleeveless. Oh, okay. Um, I like the idea of Reba McIntyre. No, I mean, of any country <laughs> no, singer, I, do. I, I like I, Reba McIntyre. I do. Not I've, enough to listen to her music. I've grown but in, I, Fancy's a good song. I like, Fancy is a good song. I like Here's any, your one chance, Fancy, don't, don't let me down. Um, but um, singing I like <laughs> I like anything from the 90s, like any music from the yeah. 90s. So even though yeah, we grew up. she still makes music, right? No, I know. But I've grown <laughs> in appreciation. She still looks like that to me. Yeah, exactly. I've grown in appreciation for the 90s. Are for the for country <laughs> for country music like country. like classic country music like and yeah and yeah but like the I've Judds gone, is all right yeah the Judds um, Reba's good I've grown an appreciation for like country music from right. that time so I'm wearing a Reba McIntyre sleeveless shirt <laughs> and I'm wearing it it's mine and mine alone so all right. Well, <laughs> we uh, we went a little long on this one, That's but okay. that is okay because what happens happens here on the Radcast, and if you don't like the length of it, I, I almost yeah. hazard to say don't listen, but we need all the listeners we can get, <laughs> so don't listen to me. Um, just <laughs> stick with it. Samantha, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this, yeah. this was a good time, and uh, I think we it really... Was okay? Sh- okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> you... F- you you're so cool, aren't you? It, it uh, is a privilege for you. Um, uh, but uh, we, whatever. I think I think it'd be cool uh, if you like this episode. We, uh, I know at least me and Matt would like to conceptualize a uh, Pete and Pete centered podcast, sure. like a month, yeah. like a monthly thing. Yeah, I know you're busy with if three you, kids. If you so. liked me as a guest spot, let them know. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I can come on more. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. There you go. You could you take know, over for Steven. I could. <laughs> yep. Nobody knows the difference anyway. As far as you know. It's yeah. one guy doing two voices. Yeah, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And as always, as always, take care of yourselves, take care of one another, because why would you want to be rude when you could be rad? We'll see you next time. This concludes our broadcast day.